Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host. Today we have a real special guest. We have Robin Medlin Linders. She is also known as the Grill Girl. She's been blogging and writing recipes and all sorts of grilling stuff since 2008. I'll be right back. We'll talk about all things Grill Girl. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey all, this is Darren and I want to take a minute to talk to you about Masterclass. I just signed up for Masterclass and I can tell you what, it's well worth it. Masterclass is where you can learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay. You can learn how to sous vide from Thomas Keller. You can learn how to make Texas barbecue from Aaron Franklin himself. All these classes are available on Masterclass plus many more. Masterclass has great video content, interactive assignments, social interaction with the Masterclass community, all for just one fee. You can either buy each individual class for $90 each, or you can sign up for the annual pass, which gives you access to all their classes for just $180. And that's what I signed up for. Check it out, guys. Masterclass has some of the best online training you can find. Check it out, guys, in the link below. Masterclass, amazing. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host, and today we have a real special guest. We're talking with Robin Medlin Linders. She is also known as the Grill Girl. Robin, welcome to the podcast, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me, Darren. It's, it's nice to meet another Floridian. So I'm Robin, and I've been um, writing about grilling since 2008 on grillgirl.com. So I'm the editor-in-chief and creator of grillgirl.com and um, food personality, recipe developer, and generally fun gal, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and you're a fellow Floridian. So you're, uh, yeah. you, I guess you grew up over in, or you are over in Hollywood area, Fort Lauderdale, uh, between uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami, which yeah. I spent some time down there in the uh, 70s and 80s. That's where I kind of grew up when I lived in uh, that area was, uh, you know, uh, Oakland Park, you know, northern part of uh, Broward County. So I'm, I'm really familiar with that area. But you said recently you moved over to Fort Myers, which I'm also familiar with that area. So let's, yeah. let's start from the beginning. How did you start writing about, you know, grilling and, and outdoor cooking? Yeah, so I've always been a writer um, in school. I, I actually have a journalism degree, believe it or not. And um, right after college, you know, gosh, I don't want to date myself, but right after <laughs> college, 9-11 um, had just happened. And so it was, it was pretty hard to find jobs in the industry. Um, and so, um, but I did eventually end up working for a newswire service, which um, if you've ever heard of, uh, like, you know, when you see places that send press releases, and um, anyway, and I'd always, I'd always been writing on the side and, and contributing writers places. And I was learning a lot about blogging, which at the time was like a totally new thing. Now it's like, you know, old, old hat, right? <laughs> um, and so it was also right around the time when I had just moved to Florida. Um, I moved via Atlanta because I'm actually originally from North Carolina, but I, um, I think of Florida as my spirit animal state. And so I was just really... Um, exploring um cooking a lot you know i've always loved to cook and i've loved to write and then 
you know, lo and behold, one night I had a couple glasses of uh, Chardonnay, I think, and I was like, I'm going to start a blog. And that's, that's kind of how it, it started. Um, it, it kind of started on a whim, but, um, you know, it, it was an embodiment of, of my love to cook and my love to write. And I think it was just kind of a perfect storm of all these different things going on um, at my, in my life and that I was, I was dating someone. So I had, I had someone to cook for, which was really exciting. You know, like if you love to cook, but you don't have anyone to cook for, it's, it's kind of a bummer, right? So when you actually have a captive audience, if you will, um, and, and also at the same time, I was um, newer to Florida and um, South Florida, which is like, like a tropical paradise. And I was like, gosh, I just want to spend more time outside, you know, and I, I really just um, discovered grilling because I was like, you know, I can pretty much grill 24 seven. Um, you know, there's really no off season, if you will, in Florida. And so that's, that's essentially how it morphed um, was that I, I had a couple glasses of wine, started a blog. I had just been getting into grilling um, and I just decided that I needed to start documenting all the stuff I tried. And then when I really started um, getting into grilling, I was like, gosh, why are more females not grilling? And, you know, to take it back, I mean, it's 2020 now, but back in like 2008, grilling for females was much more of a novel concept, you know, and also think about this was before pellet smoking. I really think that especially like Traeger um, and the concept of pellet smoking has really kind of brought grilling out. Um, to the forefront for a lot more females right now. So, um, so yeah, so back in the day, it was kind of a novel concept and I figured if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I, I started um, grilling all the time and also just um, hosting these women's grilling clinics to, to teach other women like how much fun grilling can be, to not be intimidated about it. And, um, and you know, just so you can, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, it, it, not all pitmasters are also like um, big burly ladies too, right? Like they can be like myself, like I'm all of 5'1", not even 5'1", right? Um, and, and it's a great way to eat healthy, you know, throwing something on the grill. So that's, that's kind of how it started. And it's been, it's fun. It's been such a fun ride ever since. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about living in Florida too, is that we don't have a grilling season per se. Um, you know, we can grill pretty much all year long. It, it gets down to, you know, maybe in the mid thirties, one or two days out of the year. So yeah. we, we don't get any snow or anything like that. But uh, one of the bad things though, is that we don't normally get grills that go on sale a lot because <laughs> since we right. do grill all year you know, long, you know, they don't really blow them out at the end of the season per se. Some places yeah. will, but, um, but uh, you know, I, I just love living in Florida because of that, because we can, you know, all year long, we can grill, you know, no matter Absolutely. what. But um, in fact, our off season is when everyone else is grilling season, right? Like summer for us is when it's the hottest and right. when you're getting into hurricane season. So that's almost like, you know, when everyone else is like, woohoo, grilling season, you're like, ah, it's really hot. I might stay in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, it sounds like to me, just like everybody that I've talked to so far, because I've talked to, you know, Susie at Hey Grill Hey, I've talked to uh, Jess Pryles. You didn't really have any culinary background, but you just love to cook. And that's kind of me too. You know, I never had any culinary training, you know, never went to culinary school or anything that I did work in restaurants and stuff, but I just always loved to cook and love to eat. So it sounds like that's kind of how it started with you, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in college, when I was thinking about what to major in, you know, I've always loved to write, but I also really love nutrition. And I had thought about becoming a nutritionist and going down that path. But when I saw how much um, organic chemistry you had to take, I knew it was not for me because I'm terrible at math and science. So um, I went the way of writing. But if you do see my, my website, I really do highlight a lot of kind of healthy eating ideas. And, um, you know, my, my site definitely has kind of a, um, an underlying theme of, of being healthy, you know, if you will, like, obviously I'll put comfort food type stuff, but you know, in moderation, if you will. So that's, you know, obviously I like to eat too, but so that's, that's kind of always been an underlying theme. And, and I have to say growing up in the South, like we're just really into food, you know, like, um, my husband's from New Jersey and they don't have so much like a cooking style, if you will, like, like, there's recipes when you grow up the South that you just know, you know, or things that you just definitely eat and you're Southern and you just appreciate it. So I feel like being Southern, you almost kind of take having good food for granted, if you will. So I don't know. And I did actually think about applying to uh, culinary school after college, but I already had a lot of debt in my name. So I decided that I should just, just take a break and work for a little bit. So, but yeah, no formal training, if you will. Well, nowadays, you know, there's so much information that we can get online and even cooking classes online that you can take that um, unless you're going to be, you know, a chef and own a, you know, chef run restaurant, I don't know if, um, you know, having that culinary degree, um, me personally, I worked in restaurants for about 10 years when I was younger and decided early on that it, the money wasn't enough to support a family and the hours and crazy, um, you know, times that you had to work, you know, were kind of not for me, you know, so I decided to get in the banking side where I had a nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday gig and got paid decent benefits and stuff, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, but something That's like this is even better. Something like this is even better because, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss and I know a lot of guys that even went to culinary school, some chefs that do something similar. They work for a, you know, manufacturing company and they just work and do the, uh, you know, the different uh, events and stuff that come around and they don't work in a restaurant, you know, so. It's a, it's a hard life to work in a restaurant, you know, you got to really love that lifestyle. And yeah, that's, that wasn't necessarily for me either. Exactly. But yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate restaurant workers. I've, I've waited a lot of tables and I've bartended and I appreciate, I appreciate everyone, especially what everyone's going through right now, but that's, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely something. And you know, you realize, I realize cause I know when I look back, when I worked in restaurants, I lived pretty much paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of those people, like you said, the waitresses, the bar staff and all that, I mean, they're the same way and they can't afford to be out of work. And they're the ones that are, uh, you know, not, not getting a paycheck this you know, week. So, I mean, it's I crazy, but, um, yeah, it really is. Uh, it's crazy. So, what made you decide to, to you, did you start off just concentrating on cooking and grilling outside or, or did you just, where you started off cooking overall or you just decided, Hey, I like to grill. This is what I'm going to talk about. You know, it was kind of an evolution of my blog and it's, it's funny because I've, it, since it's been around since 2008, I've, I've really been digging through a lot of old content and updating it because, you know, back in 2008, um, photography wasn't what it is now. My photography wasn't, you know, it's, everything's changed. Phones have gotten better, you know, anyway. So, um, you know, it really started as a blog to document things I tried that went really well. And then it really morphed into grilling as I fell in love with grilling. And um, the URL even changed because when I started Grill Girl, the URL 
grill girl, the regular spelling, um, some lady in Canada owned that URL. And so I, I, I had started it like grill G triple R L kind of like the riot girl version, if you will, which confused the heck out of everybody. Um, so the so grill girl thing, that was one of the things I was going to talk to you about is, you yeah. know, you started out with the grill girl with the three R's instead of the IRL. So yeah. I, I kind of figured that's what it was that that URL wasn't available. So, um, and you yeah. found that it was easier once you changed for people to find you better. Absolutely. And I, you know, that was just definitely a lesson I learned um, about branding, obviously, is, is being consistent in your, in your branding, you know, having all your social handles all be the same thing. Um, I've definitely made mistakes along the way. And, you know, social was, was really new when, when I started. So um, I think, you know, we were all figuring it out, but um, I'm definitely the wiser <laughs> from all of this. But yeah, I fought hard to get that, that URL. And, and I have um, trademarked Grill Girl, which is pretty awesome too. So um, yeah, feels good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, well, you started, like you said, back when, you know, blogging was the big thing. And, um, you know, now blogging is kind of I think it's fallen back some it's still there's still some out there but social media has really taken the place of blogging you know Facebook groups and Facebook pages and Instagrams and you know YouTube yeah. and all that um, you know you see you know I'm thinking my background here I've got pretty much everything I try to do a blog now but I can't get much traction on my blog you know I, I kind of try to dip and I think everybody does this now that, that does what we do is try to have something in every you know, uh, platform, you know, something on Facebook, something on Instagram, something on YouTube, uh, you know, a blog, you know, try to have a little bit of everything so you can get those people. Because one of the things I found is that taking somebody to, from Facebook into YouTube sometimes doesn't work as well. You know, they don't like to jump platforms. Have you found that yeah, as well? Absolutely. You know, I have, um, and I would encourage anyone listening to this, if, if you're a female, I would love for you to group, uh, join. I just started a group called uh, girls who grill and I've got some some great female pit masters and I've got some some newbies in there um, But absolutely there's people that only hang out on Facebook and then there's only people that hang out on Instagram um, And and as someone, you know, I'm as much a recipe developer, but I'm also a digital marketer um, you, you have to think about like, you know, what your goal is, right? Um, and You know with the blog. I always say to myself gosh it had Instagram been around um you know, like, or if I, you know, had I started this later or whatever, I might not have ever started the blog just because um, these days you can be a quote unquote influencer and just post recipes on Instagram. Um, however, you know, there's, there's not a lot of staying power as far as like clickability with Instagram, right? And really where you, you can, what you can do with a blog is monetize it with ads. Um, so, we're, um, so, you know, the, and I think when you, when you start thinking about getting into or being a brand, um, how you can take your content and what life cycle that goes through. And it's, it's taken me a while to figure that out. Um, and, and you know, what worked, uh, when I started out is very different, you know, the, the things are different, right? So, um, you know, but learning like, um, the life cycle that content goes through, right? Like, you know, the blog, um, forms it's uh has its place in that you know obviously when people are looking for recipes i hope they're gonna look for look at my website and and you know check out one of my recipes but then i can repurpose that content onto facebook and then i can take it on the instagram and instagram is great from a branding perspective but it's not a great 
um, vehicle for clicks, um, which Facebook is. And I feel like, you know, even myself, I've been guilty in neglecting Facebook because I was so focused on Instagram, whereas Facebook actually draws a lot more traffic than Instagram ever will, just based on the way the platforms are built. So, you know, uh, even if, if people listen to your your podcast and are thinking about starting a business or wanting to become an influencer, these are things to know, um, just, you know, so you understand where to spend more time or less time, if you will. Yeah, and I'm the same way, but I'm, I'm kind of reversed. I, I started out my whole fire and water cooking brand. I started out when I, I discovered, I used to be in bar barbecue for a long time. You know, I was big into it as a hobby. And then I, I kind of stumbled into sous vide and, you know, just being curious about different cooking methods. I, I watched a couple of videos on YouTube on how to mix the two. Uh, one of them was my friend, Greg Mervich from Ballistic Barbecue. He's got a big YouTube channel. Love and, him. and um, you know, I got really fascinated with combining these two methods, you know, one, you know, the fire and water, you know, water being the sous vide and the fire being the barbecue and, yeah. and, and grilling. And I started it on Facebook, you know, started a group, you know, on Facebook and then it kind of started building from there. So I, I really didn't have an Instagram presence and I still, my Instagram presence is a lot lower. I got a group on Facebook that's got over almost 9,000 followers on it now. Wow. But my Instagram is like only six or 700, you know, so it's like, and I, I discovered early on, I started the YouTube channel not, not too long after the Facebook group and it still hasn't grown quite as much as the Facebook group. But I discovered early on that to pull somebody from a different platform was just really hard. You know, you would figure if I have 8,000 on Facebook, you would think, okay, well, all those 8,000 will come to YouTube or Instagram, but it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the same way with the, with the blogs or remember the old bulletin board type, um, you know, uh, groups that were out there, like, you know, Amazing Ribs still has, you know, his, the Pitmaster yeah. Club, but those are f few and far between anymore, but those used to be really interactive. And that's where I think Facebook's more interactive, especially the groups. Yeah. People go on there all the time and go, what's the time and temp for, you know, pork tenderloin, you know, and they just expect somebody to be sitting there and, and give you an answer right away, you know, instead yeah. of look, looking it up, instead of going to your blog and pulling up a recipe for pork tenderloin, they go into a Facebook group and go, Pork tenderloin, give me a time attempt, go. And then you got 18 people that are <laughs> giving them the answer. And it's a great resource. I love it. Yeah. So I think it's more of that group mentality there than just following a single person. Even though I started that group and I kind of run the group, they're not there just for me. They're there for everybody else that's got the same, you know, weird mentality as, as I do. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, groups are a great way to kind of cut through the clutter of all the political stuff that goes on the Facebook. I think it gives you a place to hang out without, without having to be into that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, then some of that stuff comes up to, <laughs> you know, the barbecue groups, you always got somebody who's my grill's better than your grill. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> team grill, team Traeger versus Green Mountain Grill or whatever, Kamado versus Egg. People get, people, just like a sports team, right? People get really excited. And, and it's funny because out. even in the, like, the sous vide groups, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it doesn't matter if it's a grill or if it's a sous vide circulator, you know, Anova versus the Jewel, you know, and it's like, you know, no matter what it is, it could be, you know, a pen, you know, this pen, you know, oh, it's the ball, you know, it's going to be the, uh, you know, the one brand versus the other. It's like yeah. some of but, you know, people love that kind of stuff and that's what gets them interested. And that's why I try to, I don't represent, you know, just 
anything. I, I try to show people, you know, what they can do with, with these different cooking methods and, and try not to get too much involved in that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You're the, you're, you're, you're the vehicle for the experience. Exactly. Well, take that grill, whatever it is, whether it's a, you know, big green egg or a Kamado Joe and, and here's how, you, you know, they're the same type of grill. Here's how you can use it for something. So. Absolutely. So the area where you kind of started, you know, Broward County of you know, Florida is not really known for barbecue or grilling. Um, it's more, you know, people think of it as beaches and cocktails and spring break, you know, back when I grew up there, it was all the, you know, the spring break where the boys are stuff. So did you, you know, did you find that you, uh, not being in a barbecue area hard when you started out or? Honestly, um, I think that the whole experience for me, I, I actually grew up in North Carolina, but I lived in Atlanta before I moved to um, Florida, and uh, I had started coming to Florida a lot for a previous job, and then, you know, I decided to move and, you know, got a different job and whatnot, and um, at the time, for me, it was just, like, so different that it kind of, like, awakened my senses, if you will, like, being in the tropics and and even just, you know, South Florida, even coming from a place like Atlanta was so much more diverse um, like, and all the people that live there. And so for me, it was really exciting because, um, you know, South Florida has such a Latin influence, you know, but on top of that, it also has a huge, like, Jamaican influence and Haitian influence, even, um, like, Canadian influence, right? So you just have a lot of different cultures and people milling about. And so um, if you look at my website, I actually have a lot of what I call Floribian, if you will, which is, like, Florida slash Caribbean, um, you know, infused cooking, if you will. And um, it, it really just kind of, I'd say, heightened my creativity and um, just made me want to experiment with new flavors. You know, I, I was living in a place where I had bananas and mangoes growing in my, my backyard, <laughs> you know, and um, carrots on the power lines. And so if you see a lot of my early recipes, it's things like mango cobbler or um, I got really, and I continue to be very into Jamaican cooking, um, just because, you know, it was so readily available to find pretty authentic, like, Jamaican ingredients and, like, um, uh, rubs and things like that in, in South Florida. Um, so I really just got into even just making my own and just exploring all of that. So um, being out of, quote, unquote, barbecue country was really actually very good for me. Um, and, and I think it's just made me a better cook, honestly. And, and that's the thing with even just quote unquote barbecue. Like, yes, I'm from North Carolina. Like even I was the, um, I used to write for the local paper in college and I wrote a column on the, the regional styles of barbecue. And, you know, my dad, um, his first memories of barbecue are going, you know, to like, um, what's it called? I'm trying to, there's so much good barbecue in North Carolina, but you know, he's like a, he's a, um, a, uh, he's a Western style North Carolina sauce guy, you know, like um, pork, he likes the shoulder with the vinegar based sauce, which is vinegar and ketchup versus Eastern style, which is whole hog, just vinegar, you know, so you have kind of like the great schism, if you will. Um, but I just, being in, in Florida was just kind of like new flavors and trying new things. And it, I think it just really fit my personality, quite frankly, because I don't like to, um, I don't like to like stick to a set of rules. I'm, I'm kind of that, that person that's always kind of coloring outside the lines, if you will. So it's probably why Florida is the state for me because we're kind of wacky down here, you know, and they, they accepted me with open arms. 
and that's me too. And that's, that's why I, you know, got into this, you know, mixing sous vide and barbecue because, you know, the traditional barbecue guys really start freaking out and they, ah, you know, you got to cook a brisket, you know, low and slow and it's got to be this and that. And it's like, well, you know, well, yeah, I cooked a brisket, you know, you tell them you cooked a brisket for 72 hours. They look at you like cross-eyed and go, what the heck are you talking about? 72 hours. What do you mean you did it in a water bath? I mean, but you know, to me, cooking is cooking. And, and just like you said, with the regional styles, I mean, I like a mixture, you know, and, you know, we go to Texas and, you know, they don't, they use salt and pepper only, you know, but, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, change it up. You know, I, I don't mind having Eastern North Carolina sauce one day and the next day I try, you know, Memphis, you know, dry ribs, you know, and, you know, then next day I'll do Kansas city style ribs. I mean, there's a, a reason to have a, if your, your palate, is you know a lot more expandable than you think you know and Absolutely. Uh, I don't like the traditional guys that get locked into stuff you know you have to put mustard on your as a you know binder on your you know pork but it's like no you don't really all your you can just use water it'll stick to it I've never had a problem with rub falling off a pork butt <laughs> yeah exactly and that's you know I've done a decent amount of competition barbecue or like with my dad that's kind of like our thing we do together but I've, I've actually never been one who likes to play with them. Like, I don't like to be confined in having to do something a certain way. So um, my cooking style, you'll see, I, I really kind of have always been the person to kind of embrace new things. And of course, on the day of Instagram, nothing's new because everyone's doing everything. But back in the day, it was like, I really wanted to kind of push the envelope. You know, I was out in the the back of my yard cutting down banana leaves and cooking fish in it you know and doing like the way people made um you know hobo packets back in the day before tinfoil existed <laughs> you right. know so um it's it's just good to get out of your comfort zone i think at the end of the day and, um we're, we're blessed with a wealth of information online that that you really can get ideas for just about anything i mean um, you may or may not have seen, but one thing I actually tried cooking recently was iguana because, you know, it's, yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> and, you know, I was, my mind was still blown at the, um, the amount of recipes online, you know, so you would think that there wouldn't be that much out there and there is. So these days there's just about anything online. Um, if, if you're so inspired, believe it or not, I had iguana before I, uh, when, uh, it was probably about four or five years ago, we, we did a cruise to, you know, we were in Roatan and we took a private um, tour around the island with a private driver and we asked them, we like to do this. We go to places we've never been and go, what's your local cuisine and can you take me somewhere to get it where it's not touristy, you know? And they're yeah. like, well, we, you know, kind of, we eat iguana here, but we're not really, you know, supposed to tell people. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, do you know a place that'll do it? And they took me to a place where they cooked iguana stew. You know, yeah. but I really didn't like it because the way they cooked it, they just throw the whole iguana in a pot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they don't, that. they don't skin it or debone it. So, you know, you'll get a spit out a bone or scales and all kinds of stuff, but I've yeah. had it before. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, some of the stuff that people do eat, but I think people like me and you that, that do this for a living, we love to experiment. We like to try new things. And I think that's what people follow us for is because they have that same mentality. Even yeah. the, even the barbecue competition guys have to change it up because if they do the same thing every single time, they're not, you know, if there are other competitors start following them and doing the same thing, 
what they're trying to do is be different so that the judges go, well, this is totally different. I really like this. It's different from everything else I've tasted. So yeah. they, they, they change it up as well, even though some of them will try not to tell, well, this is the rub I use every single time and it wins every single time. Well, that's probably not the case because <laughs> you and I both know competition barbecue is not what they eat on a normal daily basis. You know, they do a lot of things to barbecue that and during the competition that they wouldn't feed their families. That's and it wouldn't be sustainable to cook that way. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, let's, well, you touched on that. So let's talk about that. So you do a barbecue top competition. You still do that every year with your dad? Um, yeah. Like actually through my blog, I um, had an invitation to start uh, doing a competition. And my dad and I did it together. It's always been his dream just to check out Memphis in May. And he had already been competing at, um, at the time he lived in South Carolina at on the South Carolina Barbecue Association, um, SCBA, I think is what it's called. And uh, yeah, so uh, it was about, we've done it about 10 years now. So we've done Memphis and May every year. Um, he started his own team a couple years ago. That's since it both parted ways. Um, but I've actually been getting a little bit into the SCA, um, State Cook-Off Association, because I just love um, I just love how fun and easy it is, you know, um, and, and I'm by no means a competition cook, you know, I might do a couple a year and I think you really have to do a lot to be good at it. And, you know, as a, as a mom and just, we have a lot going on. It's, it's not something I do a lot, but I, I love my, my competition family. And I, I think for, um, especially women who are learning to grill, the SCA has been a great um, organization because it, you don't have to have a massive smoker to join or, you know, really you need uh, a charcoal or just a little grill and some charcoal and you're good to go. You know, actually you can use a pellet smoker, you can use any kind of grill you want. And just, I think the barrier to entry to do state competitions is very low, which is awesome because, you know, there's some, you know, when you see a lot of that barbecue competition stuff, it requires a significant investment in time. Um, you know, and not everyone has that. Like, I know just Memphis and May, our team spot, you know, it was a minimum like $12,000, you know, to, to get your foot in the door, to rent your space and everything. Like, it's, it's you're running a small business at that point, you know, and I, I think something like that kind of takes the fun out of really what it should be all about, which is getting together with your friends and, and doing a competition, but having fun, you know, is, is a big part of it, too. Um, so yeah, so I've been doing a couple of state competitions here and there, and I, I think they're a blast. I've talked to uh, Malcolm Reed and his wife, and they said the same thing. I've talked to Harry Sue. He said the same thing. I even had Brett uh, Galloway, who the, the president of SCA on about four episodes ago. So if you go back to my podcast about four episodes awesome. back, Brett's love, on love there all of those guys. talking about uh, how, how they started, you know, six years ago, you know, with like five or six or 10 events. And then now well until this last month or so you know they were yeah. supposed to have like five 500 you know events this year worldwide you know in Australia and Europe and you know you know to go from like you know a handful to 500 in less than six years is kind of a it shows you that people are really wanting it and like you said people want it because it's only a day or a day and a half you don't have to, it's not the big, huge investment that you have to do if you're doing a barbecue competition, you know, you yeah. don't have to dedicate yourself to it. But even, you know, like I said, Malcolm, who's a big barbecue competition guy said he loves doing them too. He has his kids involved in it. It's more of a family event. He said, it's what barbecue competitions used to be back in, you know, when he first started when they were smaller, but now, yeah. you know, like you said, it's, you got to 
it's a big investment to do a bar barbecue competition. It, it is. Um, I actually interviewed uh, Malcolm Reed at the World Food Champions last year because he was, um, I was competing at the Firewoman Challenge and he was there doing the steak cook-offs. And um, so yeah, got some, got some great tips from him for my, my viewers and, and whatnot. Because actually his brother is the one that won it last year. The World yeah. Champs, which is kind of cool. They, they've just got cooking in their, in their blood. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. I loved having him and his wife on. They're really nice. They, they're they're willing to help anybody. So, absolutely. Well, let's Good take people. a let's take a quick break, and then we're going to be right back with uh, Robin Medlin Linders from the Grill Girl, and uh, we'll be right back after this word. Hey, all! I want to introduce you to a company I just started working with, Fresh Jack's Organic Spices, out of Jacksonville, Florida. They're a small, family-run company that's fast-growing. I've tried a bunch of their different seasoning blends and spices, and I can tell you they are all fresh, all organic. None of them contain artificial flavors or sweeteners. None of them have anti-caking agents or preservatives. They all taste like they were just made for you yesterday. Check them out, guys. They're on Amazon in the link below. They have different sample packs different blends like i said and they also have the individual seasonings and spices as well fresh jacks organic spices check them out guys i love them all right so let's talk about um get get down into all things grill girl so you started out as a blogger and kind of uh you know just putting that out there and then over the years you know things kind of develop and you got into the social media stuff so where are you at now what what all does robin the grill girl have going on right now? Yeah, so my focus this year has really been highlighting other women on my site. I've started something called the Girls Who Grill. So um, I just feel like as the owner of grillgirl.com, I should be highlighting more women. Um, especially in today's age, I feel like there's been kind of an awakening, if you will, with, with more women discovering grilling. I, I do think it's truly because of the pellet grill. Um, because it is kind of like an outdoor oven if you, if you, if you think about it. Um, so I've been highlighting more women on my site. Um, I'm, I've got something that's launching momentarily um, called the barbecue calculator. So if you go to my website, you can actually plug in any kind of meat or cut and it'll give you um, the, the minimal internal temperature and then optimal wood for smoking. Um, you know, so if you, if you say, for example, plug in uh, you know, a, a New York strip, it'll give you all the ranges of, of doneness as well as optimal woods. You know, for me, I like cherry, but for others, it, you know, it could be like an oak. And so it gives you a lot of different ideas and options, but gives, gives the uh, reader some guidance, you know, because I know I can't always remember that stuff off the top of my head, even after doing this for a while. Um, so that's something that's coming out. I'm also launching, um, I'm going into um, e-commerce on my site. So I just feel like um, I've already created some groundswell here. So that's something else I'm moving into. And, uh, and a barbecue rub is going to be coming out pretty soon. So, um, and then I am considering doing some virtual grilling classes just because um, I had a couple on the docket. Um, but with the way things are right now, you never know. So I think that actually I can uh, be an even better resource by um, doing this virtually so that um, it doesn't matter where you live. You know, these days you can you can be so connected with technology, and I, I do. If there is a silver lining to to the all the stuff with the virus, it's that it's it's helping people adapt to to embrace technology so that you can be together apart, if you will. So, um, you know, and on top of all of that, uh, my husband and I just um, 
uh, we're building a house on 30 acres out in the country and that's kind of um, all consuming, if you will. So uh, never a dull moment there in that, you know, it's it's been kind of crazy because I've had my, we've had our share of wild animals, including things like wild boar. So I've been, I've had the opportunity to cook wild boar now, which is something new. Um, you know, my, myself, my motto to myself is always trying new things. And so I've definitely had the opportunity with, with all of that to, to be trying new things. So um, yeah, never a dull moment around here. So speaking of trying new things, have you ever tried mixing sous vide with barbecue or grilling? Have you used sous vide? Do you have a sous vide? I do. I have a jewel. I love my jewel. Um, my husband got it for me, I think two Christmases ago, and I was kind of anti sous vide for a little bit, just because I was like, why do I need an extra step? Um, and then I discovered that it really makes some amazing food and especially like a sous vide steak then finished on the grill is freaking amazing. So we love our sous vide over here. Yeah. And that's one of the things when I really started getting into it, I, I looked past what everybody said it could do and started looking at like things that it only it only it can do and then when you mix it with barbecue and I, I even talked to Stephen Reichlin I think into trying it out because he said he was the same way he's like I've I am live fire guy that's all I've ever been you know I really don't care to even look at it and I said well Stephen here's the thing I can take a big packer brisket and I can use the sous vide to make that cook it all the way through medium rare and super tender then throw it on the smoker get plenty of bark and smoke on it and now I've got a medium rare brisket that's super tender. You can't do that any other way. And he's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's Was some. Was that his new cookbook? I wonder if he did. No, he... <laughs> not yet. I mean, he, you know, he, he'll probably play around with it. But, you know, that's the kind of things that I, I look for is, you know, and like, you know, I'm not telling people that it's not a what's the best thing. It's it, it can do something different, you know. People will say, well, is a sous vide and then smoked brisket better than a, a, a you know, regular traditionally cooked one? Well, that's personal preference. Taste is going to be taste no matter what. But I tell you what, you can do some things when you mix the two that you can't do with one or the other by themselves. Yeah. I, can't, I can't smoke a brisket in the sous vide bath, you know, and I can't, you know, make a medium rare brisket on the smoker so, and make it yeah. tender. So, I mean, when you start doing stuff and experimenting with things, it's not really a, is it better if I do it this way? It, it's more of, it's different. Just like fried chicken and barbecue chicken are different. It's Absolutely. Cooking, you know, so when you start expanding. You're, it's, it's sous vide barbecue fusion. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I still like cooking a regular, you know, pure smoked brisket every once in a while. But, um, you know, like I said, you know, people will always go, you know, it's not, an, I tell them, it's not a cooking method versus a cooking method. It's, you know, when you start, you know, it's just a different thing. I like things cooked all different ways, you know, all different kinds of stuff. So, you know, some of the traditionalists can get kind of, you know, they just get something in their head and get it all twisted up. But. You know what happens when you say you're not going to do something, you end up doing it. I keep learning this the hard way. So I have, <laughs> now I say, if I ever say I'm not going to do anything, it probably means I'm going to. So, um, because I said I wouldn't cook with a sous vide, and then I loved it. I have so many other, I said that about pellet smokers. I was like, eh, not for me. Love my pellet smoker. I mean, um, yeah. You know what? The, the guy from New Jersey. I've always been like, eh, you know, yeah, <laughs> from the South. So, you know. It's like when we were, ever. it's like when we were young. I, mean, I don't want to eat that broccoli, you know, <laughs> but you never had it. You don't know if you like it, right? Right. But, but I don't want it. But then you taste it and you go, 
Mm, I like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. back to my inner motto is always try new things. Yeah, so exactly. All about trying new things, whatever it is. And then create new things and experiment because that's the yeah. thing too. I like, you know, hey, I like, you know, coffee rubs. And who would have thought that, you know, you put coffee and mix it with garlic and salt and pepper that you can put that on a steak and it tastes phenomenal, you know? So I always what? thought, you know, drinking coffee, you know, I don't want to put coffee grounds on something I'm going to eat, but you know what? It works, you know? Absolutely. Yep, exactly. All right. So besides your blog and your social media, oh, that's one thing I want to touch on because you have a YouTube channel, but Thank it doesn't. You it doesn't seem like you get much traction there. And that actually I was looking at it today and you had like a big gap, you know, for like for a couple of years, you kind of just let it alone. Is there, did you just not have much activity on it or was it too I much think, work? I think for a while I just got so busy, you know, especially when I had a kid, <laughs> you know, and I just didn't have a lot of extra time on my hands. Um, and I've definitely started putting more videos out lately. So I did have a gap, but I'm, I'm back in the doing more videos and, Actually, I'll have a lot more videos. I have a slew of, of videos I'm going to be uploading. Um, it's part two of Grill School. Um, I put out a series of videos called Grill School um, just to teach the basics of grilling. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, a video forum of my women's grilling clinics, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of content online that speaks to cooking and barbecue, but like, let's learn the basics. Like, how do I start a grill? you know, or how do I cook fish, you know, and things like that. So, um, so, so yeah, so I, I have a lot more videos coming out and I have, um, some sponsored videos as far, you know, with, um, I'm doing recipe development for a lot of brands, um, you know, this, this year in, in my docket. So you'll, you'll see a lot out there as well. Yeah, that's great. And and that's another thing you touched on is that even in the Facebook, I'm in, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, you know, especially the barbecue ones. And I'm just surprised that every day there's somebody that comes on a smart smoking, you know, Hey, I, I'm brand new to smoking and, you know, and it's a 48 year old man, you know, it's like, I just bought this master built smoker. What do I do with it? You know? <laughs> and yeah. uh, so yeah. it's not just women that are like that. It's men too, that never cooked before. And you know, they, all of a sudden now they've got, they went to Walmart and or, you know, Home Depot and they saw something on sale and they're like, you know what, I'm going to start trying to do this. And uh, they're out there looking for information as well. So, yeah. And that's, that's who they're for, you know, and they're for anyone. I mean, I, I go from the basics, but you know, once you get the basics under your belt, then you can really explore, you know, imagine just knowing the, like how to turn your Weber pedal into a smoker, right? Just by knowing how to do direct versus indirect is going to open up so many doors for you, you know? Um, and that's, you know, I wrote a cookbook. It was a great opportunity to write one. Um, it's about electric smoking. And I, I never really had before that done much electric smoking because I was straight griller, regular smoker. But I, I love that. I did that in that I think that's a gateway smoker for a lot of people. Like once they do that, they'll probably move on to other things. And, and those recipes that I developed um, can be used on any smoker. They're actually pretty easy for a pellet smoker. So, you know, and, and my goal is to be people's guide and to just demystify and inspire right? Um, you know, I'm not afraid. So hopefully my, my recipes can inspire others, you know, if they're, they haven't tried those flavor profiles to, to, you know, try that. You, know, you go to my website, you'll see, I have a lot of really fun chicken wing recipes because I'm freaking in love with chicken wings. So, um, that's, that's my goal, you know, like above and beyond, you know, I think a lot of people are trying to make themselves a star. Like my goal is to be 
Um, think of it as, as someone you're learning something from, but having fun in your backyard with, you know, that's my goal is like to, to take you on a journey and, and, and empower you to, or whoever the reader is to, to try something new on their own, you know? Right. And, and the thing about it is people like you and me is we're always learning too. And we're kind of taking them with us to show them that they don't need to be, you know, uh, scared to try these things because we're in the same, we, we were in the same spot, you know, that, you know, I wasn't a professional, you know, barbecue guru on the competition circuit. You know, I, I do this stuff at home and I show people that are in the same situation I am and go, you can do this stuff too. You know, you just gotta, you know, here, here's where I got the information. Here's how you do it. And then it gives them the confidence to try this stuff. So I'm going to put a link to your book um, in, in the description below as well. Cause I know that's on Amazon. So um, oh, thank you. Appreciate um, that. But There's I want to fun stuff in there. Like, um, smoking your own salts and peppers and smoke your own spices you know like you can buy smoked spices but why don't you just smoke your own and then if you take a like salt and pepper and then smoke it and make a rub out of it even if you're not smoking something you've already added smoke flavor to something like a steak right so just little tips like that can kind of help you elevate your game which are which are actually pretty easy right that's one of the things too i want to talk about since we talked about electric smokers is just since since you've been doing this since 2008 and I've been in, you know, doing barbecue since, you know, I, I believe me, I, I grew up in upstate New York. So you said you were from you know, like New Jersey and North Carolina, upstate New York is like, all they did was just grilled chicken and burgers and dogs. There was no smoking yeah. or slow and slow. It's just all fast grilling, burn it and throw it on a plate. But yeah. when I moved to Florida, I got more into, you know, the low and slow and stuff. But just in the last I would say probably this, the time that you've been doing this in the last 10 years, the technology that has been released into the barbecue and the outdoor cooking backyard cooking, uh, you know, uh, venue is, is amazing. Not just the pellet grills, but um, you know, all the different kinds of other grills that are out there. Um, even the utensils and, and utilities, like you said, with like the slow and sear for a Weber kettle. Yeah. And, and things like that that have made it so much easier and so much diverse. I've got, you know, six different cookers out on my patio right now and they're all different and they're all, right. you know, like you, you, like you said, you love your pellet grill. It's me too. And I, my, my pellet grill has got, it's a camp chef and it's got the sear box, you know, sidekick on the side, which also has a griddle to it and a, and a, a gas uh, burner. So I can use it to make chili and all, you know, all kinds of stuff. So the technology yeah. that's changed, um, how, how do you think it's helped with the outdoor people getting involved in outdoor cooking? Well, I think it just, um, you have so much technology that didn't exist before. Like it, you, you may have seen back in the day, I made some instructional videos for the guys at Flame Boss, but there's, you know, you're getting all these things out there that allow you to basically smoke things without having to babysit your smoker. So you're, you're just making it that much easier for people. Um, now you can monitor things via Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, like, even even my pellet smoker, just your basic, like I don't even really need a thermopen if I if I don't want to, just because it's already got a built-in thermometer, you know. So for for checking internal temps of meat, um, so you just have so many more options for um, quality control and making your life easier, so you don't just have to sit, you know, watching your meat or whatever it is you're smoking. I will say, however, though, with all of this technology, I think that just sometimes being back to basics is best. Um, the more technology you have, the more technology they can fail. Um, I've, you know, and I love my pellet smoker, for example, but um, the more things that you go into building something, there's more things that can break, you know? So 
uh, at the end of the day, I sometimes still always just use my kettle <laughs> because it's it's wood or it's it's briquettes. I light it on fire. Those are really the only variables I have going on there, <laughs> you know. So um, so I love technology, but at the end of the day, you know, I think it's it's still about the basics. Yeah, I, I agree. I love my, I have a Kamado Joe, you know, ceramic cooker and that's my go-to cooker. But, you know, I got to say when I come home from work and I don't feel like taking the time to light the grill and get everything set up, I just turn that pellet smoker on and, and throw some food on it and makes it a lot easier. And if I was somebody that was new, it would definitely be something I would, I would kind of lean towards. So I didn't have to have that big learning curve. Absolutely. Uh, but, it really uh, does level the playing field because it is, you, you do get that smokiness without a lot of work which is awesome and I think that's why a lot of people have gotten so into grilling is because it's now you can very easily make a rack of ribs without you know all the the work that would normally go into it you know so yeah but, but even just the accessories now that come with like the Kamados like the big green egg or the Kamado Joe make it so much easier than it was, you know, eight years ago, you know, like I got, you know, the built-in rotisserie for the, you know, Kamado Joe or the, you know, the divide and conquer where it's got the, uh, you know, can set it up direct and indirect, you know, internally and, and, you know, the ash clean out and just things that make that kind of stuff easier, even though it's not technology per se, it's still an advancement and it makes things, you know, makes it easier for you to get out there and cook, which, you know, the diversity of the cookers now is just amazing. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a podcast with the guys from Masterbuilt talking about their, um, the gravity fed. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, the 560. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that thing, you know, it's a cross between a pellet grill and a charcoal grill because it uses charcoal instead of pellets, but it's got the Wi-Fi control and everything that a pellet grill has. So I'm, I'm really interested to get one of those and, and, and try that for sure, but they're going to be on in a couple of weeks here too. Yeah, so. that's a super cool grill. I did a review of that when they first launched it at the World Food Champs. It's pretty neat when when you see new stuff come into this market. When you think you've seen everything, and then then you see something new. It's pretty like, exciting. Yeah, it's you know I, I used to be big in electronics, and you know I went to the CES conference out in Vegas a couple times, and that's you know pretty amazing when you go out and see all the different electronic things that come out every year. But I mean, I think the believe it or not, I don't think the patio and outdoor stuff is going to be as big, but still there's a lot more of it. A lot more uh, changes that have happened in the last 10 years than I think people would have ever thought. Absolutely. There's, there's pellet smoking. There's, there's Kamado cooking. Um, I, I think there'll see a fusion of different types of grills, you know, coming out. So, um, like I said, you know, um, when you think you've seen everything, just wait. <laughs> something else will come along yep I'm proving you yep. wrong so do you plan on doing any more books um for now not there, books are a lot of work I I'm just kind of um and I think if I did another book for now I'd probably self-publish um but we'll see yeah uh I'm gonna work on the the e-commerce side my book came out last year I'm gonna give it a couple more years but but we'll see um right now I want to I want to get this house built <laughs> and and you know there will be an out, a component there because we are on 30 acres. I think I have the ability to host some some really cool events there and some some cooking classes there. So stay tuned for that. Now, are you going to have animals and stuff? Are you going to have uh, cattle and pigs and all that? Or I don't know. Uh, that's <laughs> something that my husband and I were talking about. 
he wants to just have a couple cattle that are our cattle that we eat. And I just don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. So we shall see, you know, um, when you do get the, as you probably know, when you get, when you get animals on your, when you do that, you can get your agriculture certification or whatever it is and you get a tax write up. Um, I've considered doing beekeeping. I think that would be really neat. Um, you know, we might have some goats. I know we'll have a lot of dogs because I'm a dog lady. I just, I don't, um, I know we'll have chickens. The cattle thing is up for debate and I won't say I wouldn't do it because if I say that, you know, it'll end up coming true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so stay tuned on that. So you've been on a lot of TV shows over the years. I mean, do you, do you like doing those? Have you, uh, I know they've been mostly like uh, guest spots and stuff, but have you ever considered being on like a show like Chopped or anything like that? I was on Chopped. Um, oh, I, was you on were? First, I was on the Chopped uh, Grill, the first Grillmasters edition. I got Chopped pretty early. I was, I was really out of my, I wasn't in the zone, that's for sure. And, um, but I also just had like a non-recoverable fatal cooking error. You know, I got some oysters that I've only, I've only really had exposure to cooking East Coast oysters. Um, on the grill and what I got there, I don't know where those oysters came from, but they, they were not like what I was expecting. They did not perform on the grill like I was expecting them to do. So, you know, usually if you throw oysters on the grill, they're popped open when they're ready. Um, these did not do that. So, uh, but yeah, I got chopped early, but it was a really neat experience. There are a lot of heavy hitters there. So good, good opportunity just for me to like I said, I'm always, I always say I'll do things once just to try it. And I was definitely out of my comfort zone. And if you look at my episode, um, it was like me, Doug Keelas from Ribs Within, um, Timothy Grandinetti. So Doug Keelas is like 6'5". Timothy Grandinetti is a big guy. And Ernest Cervantes, who's also a super big guy. And he actually went on to win the whole um, competition. He won mine. Um, and that was, it was me against all those dudes. So I think it made for pretty good TV, if, if anything, just because they were all so much bigger than me. And it's probably funny to watch. <laughs> um, so you've done a lot of, um, like local TV, you know, been on, uh, like, uh, the, were you on like the t uh, good morning show or something like that? I was on the today show back in the day with uh, Carson Daly and, um, even back when Matt Lauer was on the show. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I used to do, but in South Florida, for, I had to run there. I was doing a lot of local television, which is fun. It's also a lot of work because you have to be your own food stylist every time you, you go and do those segments, you know, unless, of course, unless you hire one. Um, but I am thinking of starting to do more here in Fort Myers. I really want to get the e-commerce side of my site up and running before I start promoting myself as a brand because I feel like it would be a missed opportunity if I didn't have that component, you know, to kind of capitalize on the exposure. Um, but, but I love cooking on camera. I mean, I think it's fun. I've done a lot of videos with Kingsford and Walmart. And a couple of years ago, I even did some, some videos myself with Jason Aldean making some appearances and whatnot. So like I said, it's been a really fun ride, you know, um, it's, it's been fun. So let's talk about your e-commerce. You, you mentioned it a couple of times. What do you plan on doing with that? Um, I'm just going to sell things that are going to be complementary to grilling, right? So um, potentially um, chef's knives, really cool cutting boards. Just I, I, People don't always know this about me, but I am a little bit of a shopaholic, but I'm also really good at kind of finding like really cool, neat stuff that most people, you know, like um, I'm sure my, my family members will tell you, I, they think I have good taste. I'm kind of I don't pat myself on the back, but somewhat of a tastemaker, if you will. And I've 
sometimes almost an early adopter in trends and things like that. And so I think it's just a great opportunity for me to kind of highlight my love of, of shopping and also just finding really cool stuff, if, if you will. So things that are gonna be complimentary to your grilling experience, um, like cute cutting boards, stuff like that. Now, are you gonna develop like your own rubs or anything like that or? The rubs are coming, the rubs are coming. So just, just one of the, the many things that I, I hope to kind of get into with, with um, the e-commerce side of the site. Good. Yeah, I think that's always the next step, you know, the, uh, you know, Jess Pryles has got hers, you know, uh, Susie's got, you know, her Hey Grill Hey stuff. She's just started marketing that. I think it's kind of, once you get to a certain level, it's, it's time to start putting that on things people can use every day because you got fans that have followed you for years and they want to, they want to use the stuff you actually use. So, I mean, I think it's just the next step for that. And I'm, I, I may do that down the road sometime too, because I've got stuff that I make all the time. You know, I use some pre-made rubs too every once in a while, but I, I do make a lot of my own stuff that I can't find out there. Um, and I use stuff that, you know, is not readily available. So, you know, to have put something together to sell to people would, you know, down the road, probably be something I'd look at as well. So. Yep. So, so stay tuned on that. You know, it's, it's a work in progress, but once I get this barbecue calculator on my website up, up to snuff, and then that'll be the next step. You know, it's um, never, just, I need to clone myself. There's just not enough time. In the day. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing when you try to keep up with all these different social media platforms as well, doing a YouTube video or, you know, keeping things up on your blog and all that. I mean, it gets, it, it does stack up. It's like when I started doing this podcast, it's like, all right, now I'm taking away time from my YouTube stuff and then I've got a regular job on top of it, you know? So it does, you, the more things you add, the more time it takes up. So. Oh, it's so much. It's, it's, you really, and unfortunately you kind of have to be the jack of all trades when you're, when you're a small business owner, right? So, exactly. You know, it's like, you may love developing recipes, but it's like, okay, now I have to do some bookkeeping, which I, I'm not good at, you know? So <laughs> speaking of which, that was my accountant calling. So um, I may have uh -oh. to go in a couple minutes. No problem. We're almost done. So is there anything else? I'll, I'll leave it up to you to touch on anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, I would just say, you know, if you, if, I would love it if people checked out my website, grillgirl.com or follow me on Instagram at grillgirlrobin with a Y, or also um, you can find me on Facebook at grillgirl. Um, if you're a female that wants to learn more about grilling or wants to network with other um, female grillers, I'd love to invite you to my Girls Who Grill page. And um, yeah, just um, don't be a stranger. I'd love to connect and these days with, with social and with technology. You know, even though we're, we may not be right next to each other, you know, we, if we have shared the, the same passion, I'd, I'd love to get to know you better. So um, thanks, thanks so much for having me on, Darren. It was, it was really a pleasure. I really appreciate you being on and I'm going to link um, in the description below, both on YouTube and in the podcast. Um, people will be able to find your, um, all those sites you mentioned, your website, the YouTube and Facebook and all that. So they'll be able to find you fairly easy. Thanks again for being on. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy and uh, especially in this time where you got your kids home and stuff, it's kind of hard to get things done, but thanks again for joining me. I hope to have you on again sometime. Thanks again. It was a real pleasure. And I'm going to ping you for some, some sous vide inspiration. That's for sure. Well, when this gets posted, I'll, I'll make sure you uh, get a link to it so you can share it with everybody as well. And I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Darren. All right. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. I want to thank Robin, the Grill Girl, for being on the uh, podcast today. Make sure you check out grillgirl.com. Check her out on Facebook. Check out her also her YouTube channel. 
And also, you can find this uh, video podcast on my YouTube channel, Fire and Water Cooking. You can also find me on Facebook, Fire and Water Cooking, and my Fire and Water Cooking Facebook group as well, and Instagram. Thanks for following, and I'll see you again on the next Fire and Water Cooking podcast.